0: B- b- bonus.
1: Piper Leo. Crew, what the hell is going on? Who oh, goes? Piper. Now. Hear these words. Now. Hear the rhyme. Crew. Piper. Page. Pru, Piper, page. Keep Here
0: Piper, page. now. The words the of the
1: witches. Keep it going, Phoebe. Here now. The words of the witches. The words of the witches.
0: The words of the witches. Crew. Piper. Page. Pru, Piper. page. Keep, 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 keep. Here
1: now, now. The words of the witches. Keep it going, Phoebe. Keep it going. Here now. The words of the... Keep chanting. Hear now the words of the witches. Finish the story. Through paper page. Keep chanting. Hear now the words of the witches. Keep chanting. What ass backwards spell did you guys cast? This
0: is Kevin and welcome to Words of the Witches. Hear now the words of the witches. Hello, welcome to Words of the Witches. It is me, your host, Kevin, and this is the first episode of a three-part back-to-back bonus episode saga on moral alignment in Charmed. Uh, we, will do, we will be doing one on evil, good, and neutral parties in this series, addressing their hierarchy and what it means to be in their particular group. Today, we will be talking about evil, and I have with me Ethan Hinkle as my guest. Ha! Hello. <laughs>
1: Hi! Hi! I'm so excited to do this. This is gonna be so much fun.
0: Yes, yes. You are creating quite a stir, quite a name for yourself in the Charmed community with the things you do. So tell everybody uh, about your amazing. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, I'm just an artist. Like most, I think I feel like Charmed is something that is so creative in and of itself that it's inspired like generations of artists to just start like making stuff and doing stuff. So I'm just one of those people. And, um, I just fixated on the book of shadows. I love it so much. I think it's like the coolest object ever. So I feel like anything that you like, especially when you like the object of desire, almost like the Lord of the Rings, like the ring of power, it's like the book of shadows has that allure to it, where it's just something that you want, you know, inherently. And so I, I think along with so many other people, like you've got your book, um, and all the other people that do, yeah, you've got one of Wayne's books, right?
0: I do, yeah,
1: yeah. Those are some top-notch books.
0: He'll be coming on the podcast at some point too. At first, he told me he was nervous about it, but now he agreed to it. So I just have to find the right place for him. But yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I I'm also a little nervous about it too. I've never done like a podcast, so it's it's yeah. it's something. But it's it's all fun, so I'm I'm so excited for it. But um, yeah. So with my book, uh, I I spent just like so many other people just spending time like obsessing over the show and the book and all that stuff and made my own book. So,
0: yeah. And you know, you've been getting down to the, to the nitty gritty. I know when Nicholas was on, he, he shared pictures of the actual books. You're like, ha, oh, I can edit and modify my book now. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. It's so crazy. So here, I'll actually show you my, I have mine right here. Great. I had to put it together for this, yeah. for this specific moment. Cause I had it opened, but I've got mine beautiful gorgeous Get the lighting right so you can see it yeah and um so i you know um one of the hardest things about the book is that like we don't have any like really good reference we can see it in the show but like nothing candid has never been out at like a museum or anything so it's it's really hard to like recreate something especially like the book of shadows, which is probably the most extensively developed Hollywood prop in all of Hollywood history, because yeah. it, it's like, it was like a character of the show, you know? So, um, when, when I saw your episode where Nick was on and I saw <laughs> like, he, 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 there was just so many candid pictures and that's really where the truth of the book comes out. Cause you can see it in weird lighting and it's not color corrected yeah. because it's on the show and all that sort of thing. So, um, I even got some also like other secret little secret photos that he had and, and other oh, things oh, that he'd seen. That. Um, and so I've been using that to create a totally new book. I've got a second one that I'm making right now. So I have like a Patreon and I post, you know, videos of going through the whole process of it. And um, I'm like right now I've probably been doing it for like six or I think it was since uh, March of this year. And I've just been kind of slowly working on it. Um, and I'm at the paint job of the cover, like where I'm actually coloring the book the outside of the book right now. So I have, we're pretty much through the cover, like we're a large way through it. Um, but it's such an extensive process that like, it's going to take forever, but when it's done, it's going to be like, yeah, that's amazing. It's going to be so cool.
0: (laughs) Excited. But yeah, on top of that, you've done like the window. I have one of your windows there yes i'm
1: like a little maker i make i just make stuff yeah and
0: those patches ah
1: yeah i actually i have some here i there's a few new ones that i haven't like posted about that i so like with my patreon like the upper tier people get they i make the patches they vote on them like what they want me to make and they get them sent every month so like so you've seen like i have the the manor Mm -hmm. which is pretty cool and then obviously the Book of Shadows. Yeah, which... those are
0: the two I have. I still have to get the spirit board one. I still have to get some of the yes. other ones, but... <laughs> so we have
1: the. I'll, I'll send all these to you. These, the um, spirit board. And then we have the amulet. Yes. <laughs> and then we have the Dominus Trinus wand. Ah,
0: beautiful. That's and then so we have cool.
1: the Hand of Fatima. <laughs> so it's really fun. It's just so much fun to make these. And, so and the great. way that people get to vote on it and all that sort of thing see I got a
0: letterman jacket in college for doing theater of all things and I got my letter but if I had that because I didn't do anything with it if I had all those patches I'd be like this is my charmed letterman jacket (laughs) I just graduated from charmed school It's fine
1: yes literally like I have so many like friends like some of them just post them on like a built like a like a like a cork board and they'll just display them but I have other people that will actually stitch them onto like pants and all this other stuff. And it's just like, you can have one place where you just like put all this stuff on there. And it's like, it becomes that, like that thing, you know? So nice. I love it. I'm obsessed with it.
0: <laughs> so how did you discover charmed? What's your charmed journey like?
1: So I first saw charmed on TNT, um, at um, the 8am kind of run that they always do every morning. I think they still do that now. Um, And it was like my sister's friend. I was like, I think I was like 11 or 12 and Charmed had been off the air. It was 2007. So it was, it was like months after Charmed had just finished. And um, we, my sister was like, Oh, my friend wanted me to watch this show. And then she wasn't really into it, but I became obsessed with it. And so um, I just binged it. It was like the early era of binging. I would, I would stack up recordings on the DVR and like just binge them on the weekends. And, um, and it's, and it's also weird because when I first watched the show, I never saw it from the beginning, kind of all the way through. I like started in like, mm. I think season like, in the middle. Yeah, like five where like Rose okay. was there and I started there. And so it was a weird introduction, but like eventually I caught back around to the beginning and, and it's interesting because I think when you start a show in the middle and you see the end, it's kind of like, you want to go back and see the beginning and how it led up to that stuff. Yeah. And they would always talk about Prue. And I'm like, who's Prue? Like, what did you happen to Prue? <laughs> like, all this stuff. And then um, and then it's weird because once I finish the show, like, especially watching the last episode, you get so sad that you're just like, I have to watch. I feel so sad. I want to watch the first episode again. So you start over and it's this, like, cycle of just rewatching yeah. it that you get trapped in. And I And it was the best.
0: I wonder, I sometimes wonder what it would have been like if I started from the middle and, like, had to, like, put the pieces together and see... That would have been interesting yeah I feel like
1: I feel like that's I kind of had the same thing but I always felt the opposite I was like I always yeah. kind of yearned to watch the show when it was like alive kind of that's the way I thought yeah. of it. I'm like when Charmed was on the air it was like alive and there was there was teasers and bumpers on the like on the WB and you could like watch it and follow it and like it was an era of television and I didn't I wasn't part of that especially because I didn't see it then so I always right. fantasized about what it would be like to see Charmed like actually on the air. <laughs>
0: It was a pretty magical time. I mean, it was a in TV in general because TV was totally different back then too. Yeah.
1: Well, and also the WB, like, like there was like Buffy, but also just this, like, there was this attention to like character development and the relationship dynamics that they would market shows off of like, you know, this person and this person in a love triangle, like, or whatever. And that would be the push to get people to watch the show because people were so like character driven. And it's just, Mm-hmm. different nowadays like you don't get real good tv drama like that it was an era that like came and went you know mm-hmm.
0: so, it was an event but yeah. i i am i guess i am glad to be a part of that so they could but we should move on to like what we're supposed to be talking yes about. yes
1: let's, let's get into
0: it <laughs> um, let's get into it so we are talking about evil today um i do have a little bit of a spiel before we yes. get into the discussion just laying out what evil immorality is like in the universe in general. So in charmed, morality is not a matter of perception, but it's like an an objective absolute. Good and evil are a set affiliation. So the, you know, they're kind of like the political parties of the supernatural. Yes.
1: Yes. That's such a key um, yeah, like like one of the yeah. things I noticed about it was that there are so many parallels to the real world. Like it's it's like a metaphor for elements of the real world.
0: <laughs> yeah. And each, each has, like, their own, like, agenda and their, you know, their people that do the things underground and they have their purpose and they're, like, little ants that that, that do their jobs. Mm-hmm. Um, like bottom feeders. Every, yes, yeah. bottom feeders. Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> but everyone is aware of their own political affiliation and, you know, they know how they're supposed to act in that, in that party, but they can switch between the two. Like, you can easily be turned. You can change your mind. But yeah. It's just...
1: It's very politically based. And I think that that's like, and also if you look at the actresses, like they're very politically minded as well. I think it's part of the environment that the show was made in. And it's like, that's one of the things I love about Charmed and the element of the evil is that like the, the show is meant to kind of like prepare you for life. Like show you, give you this familiarity with like the nefarious forces out there in the world that are going to, come after you or that you have to learn to protect yourself from whether that's when you're in the real world and you're navigating the real world or in this fantasy setting, it's, it's kind of the same. And that's like, it's rooted in a level of truth that comes from our world. And that's, I think what makes it so powerful, you know, of a message.
0: You can see. Yeah. And you can learn. Yeah. Um, Which interesting though, and charmed is like (laughs) uh, your party affiliation is in direct correlation to your behavior so like you are not evil because you're cold and cruel you are rather you are cold and cruel as a result of being labeled evil like you, yeah it, it's almost like you are so, you're
1: like a reflection of the party of which you choose to be in yes you know that that informs it's like you your become ba- brainwashed with whatever morality that your party <laughs> exactly is yeah
0: so it does kind of make things a little less nuanced that way. Well, they, they want you to it, see, I, I'm going to argue that because things that we, there's things that there's more nuance than they want you to believe. They tell you one thing, but they show you other things.
1: Yes. So, <laughs> Oh my gosh. That's crazy. You just said that. Like, that's, the, that's yeah. the thing is, is that like, I feel like in charmed, like that was one of the things I connected the most to it was that. Like when I first watched it and we, and you know, like I was just a kid and it was such a creative and like beautiful and fun show. But when I started to rewatch it and I got older, I really felt like everything started to take on new meaning. You start to find like significance in all the stories and how it relates to like a world you're now a part of. And it's like the evil, it's like the, there were there were it's like decoded in plain sight hiding in plain sight they would they would show you these things that maybe you're not necessarily supposed to talk about like the power structures and everything kind of outright in tv or whatever but they show it to you so you have a familiarity with it and when you get out into the real world and you face these things it's kind of like it's almost like it's not your first time you know it's like and that's what I love that's what I love about the show in that way because I feel like it, it was like a father or a parental parental figure, like it gave me that that preparation, you know?
0: Yeah, that like education for the world because I didn't get it a lot of places. I consider myself pretty naive in the grand scheme of things. <laughs> so so I was like, oh, so that's how it works. Yeah, well, and that's a,
1: well, I feel like exactly yeah. the same way. But yeah. when you have something to draw from, where you can find the comparison, it's like I would always be mm-hmm. like, oh, well, that kind of reminds like like uh, a good example is like I always thought the source and the seer reminded me of Howard Stern and his like sidekick. Oh my gosh. Yes. Very much. And I'm like, and I'm like, and this is all Hollywood. The writers are entrenched in the world of Hollywood and the politics of that. So I'm like, it makes total sense to me that like the source of all evil in their little Hollywood circle was like maybe (laughs) Howard Stern or his, you know, like whatever. (laughs) So I'm like, I'm like, it, it made sense to me. And I would always relate things back to it. Not in like a literal example like that, but in my own life and be like, you can see the relationships and the power structures in a very basic way that you see in the show. And you can apply that to your life. And and it's, it's helped me, I think a lot in my life. Mm -hmm.
0: And I've seen those, you know, when Charmed Stars were on, when Shannon Doherty was on, when Rose McGowan was on, they're interesting, but they feel kind of abusive in a lot of ways the way they ask the questions. So mm. what do you mean? What, (laughs) like
1: what, with like interviews and stuff?
0: Yeah, I like yes. Howard Stern. Yes, I like the yeah. Rose,
1: like Rose McGowan went on Howard Stern. Yeah, yes, I saw that. Yeah,
0: I watched that one. He yeah. was
1: also raunchy. That's what he was kind of the like underbelly of like mm-hmm. with all the dirty, like almost late night sort of stuff. So it's right. like people expected that of him, but also at the same time, it was like, it was like it was kind of gross. Icky. Yeah, it was icky, yeah. and so I felt like, like that's. That's like that's what they drew on when formulating this idea of like, well, what is the underworld and like, what does that mean to be, just kind yeah. of seedy and we and icky and evil and all that, <laughs> you know?
0: Yeah. Oh, so and yeah, evil, uh, is mostly concerned with acquiring power and performing acts of cruelty and destroying powerful good beings, harming innocents, and then increasing their influence, I suppose. But uh, what's interesting because I was getting, got into it a little bit b- before we are told that evil can't love mm-hmm. that they can't really feel human emotion. Um, and you know, demons don't have souls. We know that, but like, I kind of want to challenge that. <laughs> okay. Let's hear it.
1: I'm really into Cause I have uh, at the same time, I have very, both of us, I think a very defi, like yeah. deep, solid opinions about what we see with this. So I want, I definitely want to hear that. Right. Okay. So, okay. Let's hear okay.
0: it. Okay. And this is something that came up actually on a, a previous episode of mine. I was in the luck be a lady episode when we covered that book. Yeah. Um, Chris kind of got into this and he, he kind of made me realize that I can make this my head headcanon. So, okay. <laughs> um, yeah, but those associated with, with evil I believe are ingrained to think and behave in a certain way. They're socially conditioned to, you know, feel hate and feel the darkness and not feel really any kind of human emotion.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, um, but I believe they do have the ability ability to feel the spectrum of human emotion, but choose not to either to stay in line with their conditioning or to save face because, you know, they don't want to look stupid or they don't want to, they want to still be a part of their, their party. Mm-hmm. And if they sh- show that they are not kind of in line, then they'll be killed or shunned or whatever. Yeah. Um, so when these unfavorable feelings of love or jealousy or compassion pop up, they just repress it or are in denial about it. Um, and, you know, well, <laughs> I have some examples. Yeah. But we'll... <laughs> well,
1: okay. Let me, let me respond to that. Cause I love that because it's almost like if you yeah. flip it on the other end, you look at good. And like when people right. look good have what you would maybe consider to be evil urges or they kind of like, that's like a lot with Phoebe. Phoebe was that character mm-hmm. that had the kind of the, the questioning, kind of, it was ambiguous with her. She was very kind of likely to be swayed in one way or the other. She was susceptible to evil. Um, and, and I feel like that's, that's more hum, human, you know, I think everyone it's about, it's not about who you are or what you are. It's about the choices you make in life, you know? And I think that mm-hmm. it's like with, with like, if you were to pick a demon and like you were, pe- you were pointing out what you, you know, everything you just said, It's like, I think it also might, maybe it comes from ignorance. It's like, well, you don't know what love, you never knew what love was. So it's like, how do you fathom or express an emotion that you, you, you never grew up around, you know? Right. And I think there's real people in the, in the real world that because they grew up in a certain way or they're surrounded by a lack of this or that, it's a foreign concept to them. So maybe that's where the struggle is in, but it doesn't mean it's not possible.
0: Right. And that's why I think too, I mean, Cole's a, a special case because he was half human, but right. like when he, when he fell in love with Phoebe, that was like his first ever like exposure to that. Yes. And so he became addicted to that. Yeah. And, um, yeah. And that kind of changed how he behaved since you know he went kind of crazy in ways but still yeah <laughs> uh, but it's all because of he was addicted to love right and right. so
1: he used it almost like in the way i think evil like evil it's like we look at addiction and all of those things as negative like sins of sorts like overindulgence and it's like i think he was someone where it's like he did use the love in a way like a drug to the point where he started to abuse it he start he took control of phoebe he took her out of her life you know all of that so it's like but it didn't mean he wasn't capable of love and it's mm-hmm. like the nuance of that and i think sometimes in the show there is that element of like well because you are like how they said like with um Paige having that like 24 hour window where good and evil could yeah. sway her i'm like i think that's a daily choice you know you're always susceptible <laughs> to it, and, and it's not because of who you are or where you come from. It's like, it's the, the choices you make, you know? Which I felt, I, I I agree with what you're saying. I kind of argue with what the show had in that way.
0: Mm-hmm. Because they tell you that if you're evil, you're evil. If you're good, you're good. There's no middle ground. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. but the, they kind of also go against that. I mean, we've yeah. seen, I have some examples. Um, I think of, well, I think of like the Oracle, too, even it, in brain drain when she sacrificed herself to save the source Mm -hmm. that's i mean she he didn't force her to do that she did that on her own free will because she legitimately seemed to care about the source yeah or maybe the maybe or maybe the greater evil i don't know but still there was still something there
1: she had an allegiance to him for for sure. that led her to do that
0: yeah um there's the whole kira who was a demonic seer who wanted to become human Mm mm-hmm what, what if she was evil why would that desire appear right yeah <laughs> drake another one mercury demon he started reading books and he's like i want to feel human emotion i want to be human too
1: <laughs> yeah
0: uh
1: i don't know um there's multiple times i think that they like yeah and i notice especially with charms sometimes it's almost like they had different writers coming in and out at times yeah. so it was like i I always like there are times where I have to take it with like, okay, it might not match with the original message of the show or the way they set it up at the end or whatever. But if you can tell the arc of what they're trying to say, like in that one little exactly. moment, but it, there is mm-hmm. a level of inconsistency where it starts to be like this double standard. Almost. Right. Right.
0: And, and maybe it can be both. Maybe there are some that are just pure bred evil and they don't feel any emotion, but I still think it's possible that some can break out of that and they if they if something happens to them in their life or some experience happens or some emotional like perk up that makes them want to grow out of that
1: yeah yeah and i think so like yeah i feel like it's do you think that they under like they were too rigid about it when it came to the rule of like well you belong to something and that's kind of how they played it like are you you think they should have shown the nuance like the middle ground where people do sometimes depending on what they a demon might go through like like cole or kira or something like yeah i mean because we they,
0: they give us hints of that and they show us that but they never really gave us the process like i would have loved to see a real like struggle like maybe sometime before before we meet drake before we meet this seer, what led them to want to go be to being open you to know? it
1: right Mm-hmm. yeah
0: yeah what 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 made them shift or was there a shift? were they always like this? you know that would have been a cool story, i think
1: yeah i well, yeah, I definitely think I feel like that's an un a stone unturned with, with <laughs> something they never got around to explaining,
0: yeah, um, but it also kind of brings me back to like the manticore baby, that nature versus nurture thing because that was that a is when baby. they
1: did bring the question up, I think in a little bit that way, yeah,
0: yeah, of course, a lot of these are like. Half human, and so a lot of times they argue that you know there's a demon half and the human half, and so they can go either way. So I'm like, I guess the half human, the half warlocks, make things a little bit more blurry. But
1: yeah, <laughs> and, yeah, and that's what I. I you're, so they kind of, I guess, the show treated it with a sense of like, it it was down to breeding. It was like if you were mm-hmm. half this and half that, then there was a potential. But if you weren't, then like I get it when it's a show the. Like the demons are symbolic. They're like, you know, they're literary devices to represent evil. And so you can't have nuance in that, but you really think you don't, you think of it twice. You're like, but can they, they, they could, (laughs) they could show that and they could have done that, which, which they didn't, you know? Yeah. Mm -hmm.
0: (laughs) So let's see anything else I wanted to say. I did want to go over the hierarchy a little bit. Yes. Let's do it. All right, let's see. So who's at the top of the evil? <laughs> I mean, source of all evil probably, right? Yeah, but you could, <laughs>
1: you could argue that the seer, because of her manipulation of great power, like I think there was an interesting element that they put there because they put, I always say that the seer to me was the most powerful because she knows how to manipulate great power and the source is just the, the king who's in the throne you know
0: sure like you sit there I'll, it's a very manchurian candidate like i'll yes. feed you all the things i'll tell you what to do yes yes yeah. exactly and it's interesting because according to charm de lore seers and oracles and dark priestesses like that they have no rank whatsoever so they're not low or high they're just in the ether okay meaning they could they could be really way above yeah. or you know You know, it could be like totally
1: out of the like, and that's something they touch on in the show: is that there's this there's this little pocket where good and evil fights, but there's also kind of like another space of which the angel destiny and certain other ethereal mm -hmm. elements exist, where it's out of the the toil of the that battle. So, so maybe they come from something like that.
0: Yeah, because. You know, it's funny because they, they seem kind of in the background, like they seem very menial and, and very weak, but they're yes. actually like all the people pulling the strings and, you know, but see, so it's very, to me, that's the, mm-hmm. that's
1: the root, that is real evil. That is someone right where, when someone's just, you know, flamboyantly evil, like the source, he's the king with all the, you know, yeah, all of you that. become
0: a target versus being insidious. Yeah. It's like,
1: you are smarter than mm-hmm. someone who would be so blatant about it. You know how to mm-hmm. go undetected, which makes you the real threat you know so that's that's like to me that's Mm -hmm. even more evil
0: i think of something like um like nanta in season h too. she was you know really working like 30 years with this changeling and molding this demon in a baby and molding him to become like this powerful like ruler and like because demons the demonic underworld with the the,
1: uh i forget the name but this it was when it they were in like corporate america yes okay okay
0: yeah um, because and they do that they evil infiltrate the human world in real life jobs. They they educate them as lawyers. Yeah, and, Cole was a lawyer. As, yeah, yeah. And so they really and judges. They have the the demon judge. So they're they're in our world. Yes, doing nefarious things in like under the radar. It's crazy. So, but yeah, Nanta is another one I think of for that one. Um, so let's see. So after the source or the seer, <laughs> yeah, we would have probably the triad. Yes, although I don't know because sometimes I feel like the Triad war is even a bigger antagonist than the source in a lot of ways, too. Yeah,
1: because because if you look at the way the show played out, it was like, well, they they squashed that bug, like they got the, rid of the source, you know, and then but they still had the Triad coming back and people that were loyal to bringing the Triad back, especially in the end. So it was like an issue that really didn't go away. And it's like I think the the root of a true threat is like if you kill the source and he's gone okay well then he's gone you've vanquished him but if you have the triad or a different source of evil that keeps coming back for whatever reason that that you start to ask the question of is this unvanquishable because even when it is killed it's brought back in some way so mm-hmm, mm-hmm. so i think there's an argument and for both that.
0: yeah and both the source and the triad seem to be like yeah energies that can't be vanquished yeah at all because they always just being reincarnated or they they have new bodies and like they can, they become a spirit and then gain more power to become corporeal again. And
1: <laughs> yeah. And I, well, and I also think that's a metaphor for like how, when, when there's an ideology that people subscribe to, then it doesn't matter who sits in the seat. It's, it's as long as that idea is out there, they'll, mm-hmm. they'll, it'll, it'll manifest again, you know?
0: Yeah. Yeah. It becomes a symbol for something that's just always going to be in the world.
1: Mm-hmm
0: oh so we got the triad yeah seer triad or seer triad next to each other either (laughs) (laughs) um then i would say probably upper level demons
1: yeah upper level what what, what, uh, remind me okay so it was upper level demons and then it was lower level demons was there a tier in between no so it was upper upper and lower. lower okay um
0: i suppose it could be like it could be like between the two but they don't give you a title you're just like you either make the threshold or you're not yeah it's like, like
1: part <laughs> of the elites or not yeah yeah got it
0: so and you know high level demons they have more power than most lower level demons but they're not they're not like the ultimate evil but they're like privileged you know,
1: their power yes yeah they're like the privileged yeah,
0: They're the They're the rich people, the rich rich demon. Yeah. (laughs) Um. So, like, I'm thinking of like people like Zanku, or who else was upper level demon? About the Zor.
1: Did they? Was there ever a time when the Seer was considered an upper level demon? I thought there was a moment maybe. where someone refers to her as an upper level demon. I mean, maybe, and maybe because they don't have any real
0: rank and they, maybe it's the part where like she is more powerful than she seems. So, I mean, I, I, there could be, yeah, it was like, maybe she that, had a face say.
1: of like, well, she's an upper level demon, but she has this kind of level of power and access and control yeah. of which it's not really labeled, you know? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Well, okay. This is one thing I also was thinking about is in this page, they talk about, level 2 demons which yes. is what I'm confused right. about. So it's not just upper and lower. It's this is a de- this is a weapon of a level 2 demon. Mhm. So which
0: what does that mean? Yeah. Right. What is
1: the, I don't think they ever really explained that. I don't no. I don't think they did. So cuz like Litvak
0: would be probably an upper level demon and yeah. his minions had level 2 weapons.
1: Okay. That makes sense.
0: Yeah, and Litvac
1: Was Litvac on the Ordemolorum? Uh, no, no. The Ordemolorum was was all like like a crew, casting right crew. crew and, that yeah, they drew, yeah. They drew. Yeah. So this is the moments where I'm like, they should have like you know in the show they'll be like, oh, they should have indexed the book this is a, this is what yeah like, they should have right. indexed
0: color code it with the with yeah, the tabbies with the yeah. yeah
1: it was so funny <laughs> when um and this is a quick tangent but whenever the uh when i went to meet brian krauss and i wanted him so i actually got him to write the entire tips for future white lighters page out for me oh
0: in his handwriting
1: in his handwriting because i need i wanted the whole thing just in his real handwriting and he has such distinct handwriting so yeah. I was like flipping, looking for my empty page, and I was I was like holding up the line so much I felt really bad, but that's when I I, I was like, oh, I wish I saved the page. It's it's like you, it's like you can't find anything. <laughs> but I could show you that real quick. Yeah. Let me show you. Yeah. So I have my I'll show you my replica and then um, his version. No, this is a bit of a tangent, but so this is whoa
0: the regular one
1: this is the regular one yeah and then this is his
0: okay wow so he
1: wrote he's like he's like my handwriting's a little bigger this time but
0: yeah but yeah it's funny how the title looks very much yeah the his same, handwriting is it's... so
1: distinct that it didn't yeah. take much and i'm like listen your handwriting looks exactly the same like because he felt so bad he was like he was like oh you know i, I you know it's not going to look exactly the same. I'm like, trust me, just your handwriting is enough. It's perfect. So, mm-hmm. so okay. So we'll, let's get back to it. I love that. Yeah.
0: Um. So upper level demons. So I guess, you know, Brotherhood of the Thorn would count as the upper level demons. Yes. Well, because I had uh, what? Balthazar, Clea, uh, Rondok, or er, Voronac. Sorry, Rondok's somebody else. Voronac, um tarkin that was the shannon elizabeth husband <laughs> um and then rainer of course
1: gosh so that was all yeah the brotherhood see you're so much more like specifically versed in that i'm trying to like recall i'm very good with context but
0: yeah clea is the one that had like the gl- glowy eyes that went like Shh, and she like disappeared in... <laughs>
1: oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah yeah yeah
0: um and then tarkin was the one with the frizzy hair
1: um
0: but yeah um and then i would maybe guess the apocalypse four horsemen of the apocalypse after that
1: yeah because they were so like now they were they were they were like operating with a huge operation for a while and it's so weird it's so funny when i was watching charmed the first like years and years and years for some reason they never played that episode on tv weird and so i was in college and i was like just watching charmed and i watched this episode after like 10 years of watching charmed and i see that episode for the first time and i was like <laughs> oh my god a new episode how like just imagine going 10 years with like what re wow. everything and then you get a new episode it was crazy but um okay so they yeah so yeah, because they were like yeah. the head, of, almost like the head of a corporation, you know, because they had yeah. such an operation about just creating mayhem and chaos.
0: Mm-hmm. They had their suits and their color coded ties, and yeah, you know, they're gonna create the end of the world. And this was this was right. I remember this aired because this aired right in the peak of like 2000 and Y2K was a huge thing all the commercials are like oh the end of the world is coming
1: maybe <laughs> like, they did that on purpose maybe that's like yeah everyone everyone had that on the brain so they're like let's make the apocalypse
0: uh-huh yeah it was it was it was all over every every commercial was like making a joke about it it was crazy the super bowl commercials i remember that time so much it was it was a it was a time say so i remember y yes, 2 cases? yes to kia that was the car commercial oh my gosh <laughs> yeah. I, I, think I, was, I was like
1: four years old but see it's weird i have I have such a a weird memory. Like I remember things from when I was like two years old. So I do remember (laughs) like watching, like watching things and seeing things as a kid where everyone was like freaking out that the whole world was going to end. Yeah.
0: So that was fun. Yeah. And then I guess moving on to, so even, even above lower level demons, I think half human demons are higher up, which is, Crazy to me, so <laughs> you have a full demon who's lower level, but a half demon you know maybe with upper level demon blood will still be yeah, higher. maybe
1: it maybe that has to do with well, is that the case for all of them or was it like because Belthazor was like obviously half and half, so mm-hmm. so but he yeah. was like an upper level demon. I don't know do you think like was his parent like who was it it was his mom that was a demon, right?
0: Yes. So and his father his father was human. Right. Yeah. And then
1: so was he was the was the mother an upper level demon?
0: I would assume so, yeah. So, I mean we don't know much about her. Right. She should be in the Book of Shadows. She Why should. is she in the Book of
1: Shadows? Yeah, that's kind of a yeah. <laughs> and so what I'm wondering is, is there a likelihood that maybe it has to do with like nepotism? Like maybe he's an upper level demon on that half because his mother was an upper level demon. Like, are there lower level mm. demons that mate with humans and have half breeds
0: but they're lower level demons and i think probably too because they value the human side and and half demons half demons have humans because they can better infiltrate the human world that way they can use them right as... they're like an
1: asset yeah to, to to infiltrating the the human world yeah I, I, yeah I, I think that that's probably what it is because they've got that mm-hmm. duality of it so that's seen as like a commodity and they become upper right. level demons that makes sense yep
0: yep so i'm trying to think like we had i love well cirque was one sex was one Sykes was just like balthazar but i love cirque so much it was so fun to, to me <laughs> remind me
1: okay get, remind me who
0: Circ is the one from sticks feet under that had like that reptile half face that was trying to kill all of his family members. So he can become full. Yeah, human. And
1: he, and then when they did the protection spell and they shot through him and the guy had a hole in his stomach. Yeah. okay, gotcha. Yep. I'm up to date on that. Yeah. yeah. I sometimes I needed like a, my recall is not as good.
0: Well, that's cause like there are so many names for every little character. I just, you know? <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah. Like I, I'm, I'm not, I'm not good with names. It's the context. Yeah. 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 Um,
0: so, and then I guess after that would be the lower level demons. Yeah. Uh, base level demons. Yeah, like
1: uh, what was the guy that they could never? I can't remember his name. That they could never remember his name. The day magic died. <laughs> Stanley. Stanley. <laughs> Stanley. He was like the. My name guy. shall live forever in me. <laughs> and they're like, what was his name? <laughs> <laughs> yeah that one i feel like he's probably one of the lowest lower level demons like because he was such a like like he was just a like he was so cowardice and just like yeah he was such a follower so i feel like i, I can't think of any others that were lower than that
0: right i mean there was like the um i can't remember his name now I'm, i feel bad the guy that was like Context. um the the minion of necron you know, or maybe the minion of the necromancer they've allowed those like minion demons. Yes,
1: yeah, like yeah, yeah. Like the one who came and talked to the Sea Hag and he was like, Oh, I can't yeah. say that. Oh! Yeah, yeah. <laughs> He'll kill me. Yeah. Yeah. Actually, he's probably I I think you're right. He's probably lower than uh-huh. than Stanley. You know. Yeah. Cause Stanley at least like went to fight the charmed ones on his own, like thinking he had mm-hmm. a shot when he obviously didn't. It was a suicide mission. But right. Yeah. Okay, so then yeah. I'm trying to think of any other ones. Uh, I don't know.
0: Like, yeah. And what... Because there are like those elemental demons, like the water demon and like the chakra demon. Where do those fall? Are those lower level demons? Or are they just like soul... Like entities. Like just, yeah.
1: I feel like they're almost like I don't know. Um because they didn't really have like a nefarious like they were almost like animalistic. They were like mm-hmm. they didn't have a, a conscious kind of attitude and they weren't speaking or talking or plotting. They were not they were not humanoid, they were kind of just like these wild yeah, the instincts an, and they Yeah, instinctual mm-hmm. things that would just kill.
0: Yeah. Right. So And maybe that's part of why they're lower level demons, because they don't have that brain capacity yeah. that minds to really think for themselves they just do yeah
1: they're limited by their lack of plotting ability so they're just like because mm-hmm. that's the thing like it was like the shot the, the the water demon could only kill if you went to the dock and it could overtake you so it's like dude you don't you're not going to kill anyone for years and years as long as you know <laughs> no one's around so yeah. so you're kind of capped at that so i would think that was that probably is lower than low-level mm-hmm. demons because they don't have the capacity to navigate the hierarchy right.
0: although it still really creeps me out how he can like possess people he's killed and like lure... Ugh, oh my god
1: you're out. right well that does kind of throw a wrench in that
0: <laughs> Lord them yeah because they're like wait how are you luring people over and and maybe that's maybe that's just like a instinct too you know like animals have certain reflexes yeah maybe that's just something it does for survival or whatever you know yeah
1: i mean the way that i guess in the show like that's it it presents is almost like now that i think about it yeah the fact that the water demon actively lured someone in Mm -hmm. by possessing someone like it was it was plotting that's a level of plotting yeah that's right so but i think i think like when i think of the demons and the warlocks those are like very humanistic and they're they've got this kind of culture and hierarchy that you would look at and see kind of similar to like the real world. Whereas the other like more entity type demons, I feel like are just evil by nature and they, they try to do their evil deeds, but they're not actually capable of climbing the the structure.
0: Right. Yeah. That's, they kind of like, they're, that's where they live and that's where they'll stay. Right, like the they thing. can
1: kill and they can they can plot to to kill, but they can't actually, ab- like, cr- like, obtain more power and and you know do that sort of thing, which is I think yeah. the different like because especially with the hierarchy, it's the question of if a demon can actually kill and climb that hierarchy. So it's like it's kind of like within a corporate structure, like getting a job and getting promoted and go- climbing up. So it's like when you've got a demon like that, whose objective is just to kill and not to uh, to like it doesn't have the greed to consume power and status. Then I don't think it's probably high on the hierarchy.
0: Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. All right, what would be after that?
1: Dark lighters. <laughs> oh, dark. Di- yeah, because like dark lighters wouldn't be that t- that high because they they have like one objective. They're like witch hunters. They just have, they just want to kill dark mm-hmm. lighters. Yeah, and kill or white elders. Just... Or yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so they're just kind of like a pest, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I think so. And th- what do you think? Where where would they go? I
0: think. See, it's weird because you think like look they definitely seem more capable than like some of the lower level demons that we mentioned. Right. But, be- be- but they're not, maybe just because they don't matter so much in the, well, cause they're killing white letters, which does affect the the tips together yeah, Grand design. Grand design. Cause if they kill two- more good, they've, you know, they kill white letters, they kill witches. It's going to affect. So
1: I don't know. Well, you know, it kind of reminds me of like, you know how, now that wasn't okay that was ames was a warlock um right and he was able to get the crossbow of
0: of a dark letter to, to then killing him. well then yeah. to
1: try to pretty much kill all the white lighters
0: mm-hmm. um
1: right. so it wasn't like the dark lighters had that ambition um so i and, and and showing that ames was able to accomplish that shows that they would have been able to do it but chose not to because they don't mm-hmm. they're not interested in. it's not their mission it? yeah, yeah. Um, and also their powers aren't, they couldn't get the power to orb to go up there. So they're kind of just limited to like hunting them for mm-hmm. like evil purposes. So that kind of reminds yeah. me of like the water demon where like your objective is to kill and to like do evil. But are you really on that objective of obtaining more power and, and climbing the hierarchy? I feel like it, they're not. Right.
0: They're not, they they They're, they're content with their status quo for the most part
1: <laughs> yeah and i think i think also with the hierarchy there's a level of like 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 a plateau where like there's a certain group of demons that are just kind of standard and evil and do what they do and then there's like this elitist structure at the top where there's a hierarchy and they're all fighting for power and prominence you know <laughs>
0: mm-hmm. right exactly yeah that makes sense but we do know there's like different types of dark letters too like different they have different specialties yeah so we have like the tracker demons um or the track tracker dark letters i should say tracker dark letters there's the soul uh sucker what is it called Soul spirit killers that's what i'm thinking of But that's the one that the mummy was Arnon vaslu was a spirit killer
1: okay okay i didn't even think about that
0: yeah because he's the one that kind of like you know puts those feelings of self-doubt in you in you know, Murphy's luck. From yes. That so,
1: and that's interesting. Cause I feel like that, that was kind of when, I don't know if they were really like t- sure where they were going with the whole dark lighter aspect. Like that seems like something a, like a warlock would do to like pray and to like mm-hmm. psychologically manipulate people. Yeah. And we don't really see that happen again. Um, after, after Murphy's luck. So it's like, I don't know, because I think like yeah. with the way the show was like made, it seems like there were certain things that they incorporated or created in these demons that suited the narrative of the episode, but it wasn't followed through to create a sure. full picture, you know.
0: Fush thing. Um, there was a book that we covered, Mist and Stone, that had the concept of future Dark Lighters in there, which I thought was very fascinating how they kind of take people that are more on that evil side of like corruption and, you know. Turn them into the future Darklider.
1: <laughs> oh my gosh.
0: <laughs> it's a really cool book.
1: Well, that would be like that would be kind of like um maybe like how the water demon is able to possess people. It's like that predatory behavior.
0: Mm-hmm. Um
1: yeah. Yeah. Oh.
0: Um, I'm just thinking about it now. I think I know why they would be less than lower-level demons because in some... was it? Season 8. One of the episodes in Season 8, I think... Oh, with with the one with Mikkel, with Jung and the Restless. They talk about how a lot of demons refer, think of Dark Letters as second-level citizens, and that's what made me kind of give me that context. Okay. For,
1: Yeah, that makes sense.
0: Um, So that's why. But I don't know. I feel like they could be higher anyway but let's go move on what we next i guess warlocks are next because they're not like i don't know they're more of like human in a way yeah but they're like counterpart to good witches well it's
1: interesting because like didn't they it was like presented especially like jeremy was a warlock so it was Mm -hmm. like it was almost like they were witch hunters of sorts like the opposite the anti-witch kind of thing yeah um and I don't know. I think I do you I think that with warlocks because they're they are after power. They are trying to steal the powers exactly. of witches to gain power and prominence. So move up. That mm-hmm. I would I actually depending I guess depending on the warlock individually, I feel like they would fit at different levels.
0: Yeah. And they're essentially it's just supposed to be just an evil witch. Like they're good witches or their witches gone bad for just to get more power and they kill you for your powers. and
1: <laughs> Yeah. So, so I don't know. I mean, like, do we think that like warlocks would be on a, its own level or do you think that demons and warlocks kind of occupy the same hierarchy um, at different levels, depending on the warlock or depending on the demon?
0: Yeah. I mean, maybe there's a whole separate, like, list of you know there's the demons category and then the warlock category yeah and they're not necessarily under but i think like demons look down on warlocks a lot too
1: yeah i'd accept that that makes sense like but i think it's it's probably has a lot to do with how how much power they're able to like acquire you know Mm
0: -hmm. yeah and i yeah i think demons look down at them i think they're like I think they even put like rules like this that like they're forbidden to like attack a demon and kill their po- and kill them like that seems kind of weird because i feel like demon just kills evil just kills evil no matter what <laughs> yeah
1: <laughs> I feel like yeah it. yeah <laughs> Like are gonna like they'll squash each other like bugs for no reason yeah
0: like yeah but um even in so we think with warlock there's
1: we think warlocks right. are below yes i think they're below i agree with that that makes sense because that because the i think Like demons themselves who kind of, I think, run that hierarchy, that would kind of imply that they were at the top and that everyone else is in some sort of subset below. Mm -hmm.
0: Right. And maybe warlocks are trying to kill witches and get more power, maybe to make them the more prominent
1: that makes complete sense yeah yeah so it's like they 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 are so low kind of bottom feeders that they're like well if i can only get the powers of a witch then that's Mm -hmm. how they get it and and whether or not any of them can rank up yeah okay i think that's Mm -hmm. it that makes sense
0: i like that um and we've had different kinds of warlocks too we had like the um the dragon warlock there's the collectors with their pokey finger things yeah. um <laughs> uh, <laughs> there's that future warlock the uh what's his face
1: the one who comes back who takes the book
0: no well the the three-eyed one what's i forget his name the one with the from From the truth is out there and it hurts
1: i'm not good with names i'm so bad with names
0: <laughs> i know i'm so bad at this but um yeah, that's the one from the future, and and uh, he had his button fall off and stuff. Right, right.
1: Um, and he would hit people with, like his laser eye. Yeah, yeah. Gavin, that's his name. Gavin. Gavin. Yes. Just came to me. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Weird. Um. But yeah, and and you could become a warlock too. Like a witch can become a, a good witch can become a warlock if they decide to just like go kill someone for the powers, I suppose. Yeah, um, which
1: is an interesting element because it's not like a like. I guess, can a witch become a demon? I don't know. Because. I mean,
0: maybe. It had to be, maybe it's not just some kind of ritual or you make mixed like, blood together.
1: Yeah, like was Phoebe a, an actual demon being that she was, like she was never a demon because I think didn't her evil powers come from the spawn of the source? Like when she was pregnant.
0: Mm-hmm. Right.
1: So. But so if, if but witches can become I guess warlocks when they mm-hmm. when they make the choice to start acting in evil, right? Okay, that makes sense.
0: So and there's that one or you even like in Bright and Gloom, that was just dark binding, wedding and it turned them evil. That's <laughs> just like easy. The whole book turned evil. Yeah. So. And that's kinda of, I feel like that's kind of a cheat way, but sure, that that can happen. <laughs>
1: yeah. Um, <laughs>
0: um and warlocks can reproduce too. You can be born a warlock.
1: Right. Like, okay, so remember those um like the anti-charmed ones, like the male charmed ones. What were the
0: the roe coven. Yeah, the yeah. roe
1: coven. Um so they were warlocks. And yeah. They were born warlocks. So they were like the op like they were yeah the, yeah
0: the antithesis to the trund ones which is right. why one of them to be the ultimate battle at the end but they never were whatever it's yeah. fine <laughs> <laughs> that would have been
1: so good that would have been so good yeah yeah so yeah i think that warlocks definitely occupy a lower rung but yeah they do come after witches which is why and and also it makes sense because especially the way the show kind of progressed it was like they started off with warlocks you know like jeremy and in the beginning there was a lot more warlocks involved mm-hmm. and then it transitioned to being i think more about- into just, demons. Into just yeah. demons so it was kind of like as they got more powerful as the threats kind of became mm-hmm. more serious that is i think a good clue that the warlocks were right. kind of you know rookie stuff you know
0: I feel like the last Warlock we saw was in Witchstock. I could be wrong, but I think the last Warlock was from Witchstock in Season 6. Um, Who was it? Uh, I can't remember his name.
1: Your, your recall is so much better than mine, though. It's What, what was then in Witchstock? That was when they went it's, back it's, in it's, time. It's
0: Busey. It's the Busey guy.
1: I don't remember his name, was, though. But he was in Witchstock. He... Was that when they went back? Was there like a... that was in
0: the sixties? That was the one where they went back into the sixties with the go go boots and stuff,
1: right? But where was the? Oh, it was. Oh, right, right. It was the guy that was, kind yeah. Of well, plotting him, with, him and that, and the girl, him and that blonde chick. Yeah, yeah. But she was a demon. It was, so he was a warlock. Was she? I don't. Was she a demon? I don't remember
0: either. I thought she was a warlock too. Well, she
1: threw a fireball. So my my brain was always like, oh, yeah, she's a demon. Oh. Cause remember when she was going to kill Penny's husband yeah. and right. she, she was going to kill him with a fireball. So that made me think,
0: but, but who says, why can't warlocks have fireball power? If they steal powers from witches, they can well, get the power.
1: I guess they could have stolen the power. I guess, but there like, there wouldn't be any indication of that in the show. So I don't know if,
0: yeah. Cause I know, well, I don't know if the fireball constitutes demonic or not. Because like Cole was energy balls and he was a demon,
1: right? And then he was fireball when he became the source. True. So he, but he was so always maybe, elect uh, mm-hmm. energy ball. But
0: then you can also, but then you can also have witches who have fire power. That's true. Like, like Serena with her fingers or Christie with the fire fire starters. So I feel like if they stole of the fu- power from a witch, they can get the fire
1: power too. Yeah, that makes sense. So and what was so what was his name again the the guy in which doc
0: uh we don't know that i don't remember his, it was that busey guy that busey actor uh um,
1: nigel nigel
0: that was not gary it's not gary busey it was jake it was the other busey the busey brother his brother yeah okay. or son or something i know the name gary busey i don't
1: know who well, i forget who it is
0: he just got that weird stink face they have just have <laughs> faces all around um uh it was nigel and robin that's who was in Witchstone. yeah robin yeah
1: yeah so he was um, well he was blinking right yeah so that's what makes right. it that's why he was definitely that's a, that's a, a warlock, warlock. right so because i remember him blinking um
0: maybe 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 robin was just an evil witch so what makes you see that's the thing what makes you an evil witch versus a warlock
1: is it just a gender thing Isn't, like witch, no, like women no. are witches and men are warlocks
0: no no because we have male witches and ma- and female warlocks that's not that's not a thing in the charm of words it's not not regardless of gender um and that's that's i'd like that they did that too because that's more um representative of real life when like because you can have male witches and yes you know so
1: yeah so i'm thinking then yeah so so he was the last warlock that we saw right Right. But that was season six. And I mean, I don't think there was much before they were very scattered. It was definitely like, you know, and obviously it wasn't it Constance that left the show after what, like the first three seasons or when did she leave?
0: Yeah. She, she was, a, she was kind of an executive producer in season one and two. In season three, she stepped down and she stayed on the show, but she just was more like behind the scenes. Yeah. She just kind of helped out. And then she finally left for sure after three.
1: Yeah, because the thing is, is I think that one of the reasons we see that major shift in like not only like the show's lore and everything, but like, like I was I was rewatching Charmed, and I was obviously started from the beginning, and you really notice like there was almost this inspired approach to the witchcraft and the lore because it was like research, and they really took it very seriously in the beginning, um, and there's a shift as the show goes on. So I wonder if the reason they had more warlocks in the beginning was because there was some sort of idea in their head that witches hunt warlocks and demons are just like evil entities that get vanqu- like I I'm curious to know kind of why, you know. Mhm. But so yeah. So that means that the warlock yeah. so the warlocks would be the bottom feeders, the lower the lower part
0: Mm-hmm. They're they're the scum of the underworld, <laughs>
1: <laughs> just the weak ones. Uh, yeah,
0: yeah, and even like even like um, Shadow, a familiar who became a warlock.
1: Oh yes, okay. Well, wait, and Shadow? so that happens when you betr- the black cat. I'm drawing a blank on that one. Shadow
0: and is it in pre-witched, right? You know he he turned on Ariel. He but threw smashing other potions and then became a warlock and then he had to they had to destroy his nine lives.
1: Oh right, right. See, I didn't. But see, when I was watching that episode, I didn't think of it that way. That he was like (laughs) that he was a familiar that turned to a warlock.
0: I always thought he was like a warlock
1: that was hiding as a cat. You know.
0: Oh, oh, yeah. No, I no. It was because she. That was her. I mean, I guess that's possible. But I just always assumed no, because that was her. It was her, her familiar, familiar. And,
1: yeah. It was like, yeah. but I think what like my thought was was that maybe he was parading, like he he tricked her into thinking he was the familiar, like he played the part of a familiar by turning himself into a cat and being there, but he wasn't. But
0: then they but they said like too if 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 um when a familiar become changed into a world like they have to shed their all their past lives okay. and so because of that that's how it makes you know that he was actually a cat
1: okay okay he was actually the familiar okay mm-hmm. yeah i didn't think about it that way that's that's yeah. awesome
0: yeah um what else i'm trying to look at my notes that i have here
1: <laughs> well that's interesting because you've like you've laid out a whole hierarchy and it's really you're so much more like in tune with the specifics of the lore so i'm like it's so interesting to hear the whole like, because you have all these just like real reasons that that makes the sense of all of it, you know. Yeah. So, what would yeah. you say is below warlock?
0: Oh, I know who is lower than warlocks. Okay, who is it? People who were banished by the source.
1: Okay, like the um,
0: vampires, or even though. See, oh, and this is yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's weird because it doesn't necessarily mean they're less strong or less powerful or less able. It's just. Status like they he yeah. inflicts you know, this onto you.
1: Yeah. So there. So well, there was like um. What was the like you know in in season four there was that like unvanquishable demon where the seer put him in a cage.
0: The tall man, the thin man, or the tall man.
1: Tom. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Was, wasn't there like two different pages <laughs> yeah, on yeah, him? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um. He was he would he be considered one of those because he was like you know yeah imprisoned right. and he was exactly like, so okay that's an example or like. But wouldn't that include Zanku because he was yeah, kind of Which is weird because hoarding.
0: he's an he's an upper level demon, but he was banished by the source as well. So
1: But I guess <laughs> when he returns and he has all the power and the cunning, he just he ranks himself back up there. Yeah. It's like boom, <laughs>
0: right up to the top. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so So
1: Okay, so the bottom would be the it's the banished, like exiled yeah. group of people that don't even have a place in right. society of the underworld. yeah yeah
0: yeah and so that's all i have then that's my that's my ranking
1: (laughs) solid i think you got a solid case there for that okay um yeah it's like you know it's interesting because when i like when i watched charmed i feel like like it's crazy that you said especially in the beginning like how it is such a reflection of the real world and these writers are writing from truth so when you look at the way that they've like epitomized evil it's it's like when they do the the corporate you know things and you can see there's kind of an underpinning message of like the evil that lives in the real world and the source and how there's a hierarchy there is like the elites and how they kind of all you know battle amongst themselves for prominence and power it's like it's it's really interesting how they've they've pretty much encapsulated an aspect of the world in the lore of the show Mm -hmm. you know yeah
0: crazy anything else you want to say about evil like so
1: like one thing i wanted to mention yeah which was and this kind of goes back to like the whole paradigm in general like so i feel like when it comes to like the entirety of the show like the the way that they the premise of the show is like It's like when you look at the the story like Melinda Warren, where like Melinda Warren is a woman who pretty much got tricked by an evil man. And she was and out of that rate, like I'm not saying this very well, but it's it's like so she was she was a woman that I think was bested by the evils of the world in her time. And it pretty much, she was tricked and then killed. And obviously she vowed that like no further generation would suffer the same fate. Because I think a large part of what she realized was like, I didn't have the knowledge to protect myself, to know how to, to avoid getting tricked or bested by these people. And so she starts the book of shadows as an idea where every future generation will, put cautionary tales and information about how to protect themselves against the forces of evil that will come to, to undermine them and how to protect themselves. And every generation grows stronger and stronger until it culminates in a, enough information where you have this group of girls that have what they need to finally pretty much do what the previous generations never were able to, which is to protect Mm -hmm. themselves And fight for who they are and what they represent. And so the evil essentially takes on that meaning of like, you know, when women go out into this world and they're underestimated and they have people who try to, you know, manipulate them or to undermine them to get their way, you know, it's like, that's kind of the same aspect that they show in the show. These women have the knowledge to protect themselves and to not let themselves pretty much fall prey to the evil forces that come after them in the world. So it's like the premise of evil is about those things that not only women, but everybody faces um, in their life, you know, that will come to try and, you know, make them compromise their beliefs, make them, you know, give up what they, you know, are fighting for, who they are. And it's a story about people who are able and capable, they're empowered to the the point where they can they can protect themselves from that evil and they can be who they are and stand in that, you know, and and champion the morals and what they represent. So it's like when it comes to the whole, even the good and the evil, even with good, it's not about like talking about like who's better or worse than each other. It's this idea of being able to protect yourself. Yeah. And When someone comes out, when demons come knocking at the door and you have to, you have to, you have to, you you know, they want to kill you, you have to be able to protect yourself. And that idea of, you know, how do we do that? And how do you navigate this world so that, you know, in the end, like we see in the end of charmed, you know, they won, they Mm -hmm. cemented a legacy that championed family and heritage and, you know, just protecting yourself and standing up for yourself you know and it's it's about empowering not just women but everybody and that idea that you can protect yourself and you can kind of ward off the evils that come after you in the world so that's the part of the evil dynamic that i constantly draw from when i look at like the different iterations of the evil and the way that they kind of try to almost encapsulate different evils in our world And it's like, well, when you come up, when you come up in a corporate structure, there might be a plot afoot of people with nefarious intentions, or you'll see the way that people will try and best you to try and further themselves, you know, like warlocks wanting to steal your power, so that they become stronger. It's like, there are parallels constantly to the real world,
0: you know, you have to adapt in order to evolve into survival. Exactly. Yeah,
1: exactly. And it's interesting, because that's what the book represents is Mm -hmm. the evolution over generations of women that use their tell their stories you know the book is a collection of knowledge and to be able to provide a group of young you know vulnerable women with the information they need to fight off everything that will come to you know hunt them and you know hold their own and stand up for themselves is like really important message for anybody you know, and just to see it lived out, to see these champions, you know, win in the end. It's, it's like, you know, why I love charmed it's, it's my Yay. favorite aspect of it. So, <laughs> yeah. Cool. So that's my little soapbox speech about all of that, but that's really what I draw from when I, it's a lens I see the whole show through and why it has that significant meaning. And the fact that the evil dynamics do like matter to me because because there is sense to be made of it and it does relate to things that you can really draw from and learn you know
0: mm-hmm. yeah cool. Well I guess that will be a great way to end our evil segment our evil section yes <laughs> so we have completed part one of the project that we're working on. <laughs> we will see you for part two and three with good and neutral but uh, we'll end this one today Oh, uh, where can people follow you on the social medias and find your stuff and buy your stuff and (laughs) all that good.
1: I have an Etsy shop. It's called Hinkle's shop. You can go on Etsy and find it. Um, Also Instagram uh, Hinkle's. Um, My name is Ethan Hinkle. So you can search that and find me on Instagram Um, and my Patreon. My Patreon is called Hinkle's H I N K L E S. And if you guys are interested in seeing the book being made and a whole new project and stuff like that, that would be awesome and I I feel like you know when it's finished it's just gonna be so 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 cool and you know all that so and I really appreciate you taking the time to let me come on here and talk about this even though we've got two more to go. I'm so (laughs) excited for those. I feel like the best is even yet to come because it just gets juicier. But uh (laughs) yeah so thank you too. Oh
0: cool. Well thank you. I'm so glad you decided to come on because I really enjoyed talking to you over the last however many times we've been talking, months and stuff. So now you get to do it live and it was it was amazing so it
1: was it was awesome
0: cool well if you're listening spell worders see you in part two (laughs) (laughs) your destiny still awaits Blah.